0: shake it up welcome to the martini meeting on Zeus radio for hearwomentalk.com with Gina Tremarco and Eileen Soison. hello Eileen hello Gina how are you today
1: I'm actually doing pretty good yeah pretty good I actually got to bed before 3:30 a.m. which is nice for me so I actually went to bed early at midnight that was good wow that's good wow why are you working so much it is that time of the year for us. Proposals, proposals, proposals. This is the time to get all of the conference proposals in, as well as a few other potential clients we have. So leaving for Seattle next week. So trying to get ready for all of that, as you know, when you leave town. It's a scramble
0: time. Mm-hmm. But isn't it amazing how much work you get done before you have to leave the office? I know. We could, that could be our whole time management session. Uh,
1: it's a different power level mode where you're like in high intensity getting things done and that's been this week.
0: I can feel that. It's totally proposal, proposal, proposal. And to answer someone's question on Facebook, no, there's no rings involved with that. (laughs) (laughs) somebody said but how many rings did you get none no rings just business business business. is good just business business is very good well today we are so privileged to have shannon camp in the studio the shannon camp who has been a very (laughs) loyal listener and now she's here physically listening
2: and excited to be here
0: Awesome. awesome awesome shannon what is your what is your title where do you work I
2: am the Systems and Information Analyst for the Jackson Companies, which has Ocean Lakes Family Campground and
0: Prestwick Country Club. Awesome. And what does that mean, like systems? That
1: fancy title.
0: It does sound like a fancy title. It does. Very fancy. You deal with systems and information and you
2: analyze it. (laughs)
0: That's pretty much
2: it. Uh, Most of the time I just go into the systems and look at various softwares, how we can improve our data flow and what works best, and then implement that and do all the training for teammates.
0: Awesome. Teammates, not employees. Teammates. Uh,
1: ooh.
0: <laughs> that's interesting.
1: That's that's probably why you are so intrigued and not intimidated by numbers. We had a conversation right mm. before we went on the air about um, taxes and how they are not fun. And Shannon's like, well, how hard could they be? And I said, Shannon, how can you say how hard can they be? They're called taxes. That's not fun. And she's like, not really? You just enter the things? And hmm. I go, no, it's numbers. She <laughs> goes, no, I
0: enjoy numbers. So
1: I guess she she would. Would, that's yeah. your job?
0: Yeah, well, yeah. she. we left out the part that she was, before coming here, having lunch with my CPA. Oh, really? Hmm. Yes. And she had to ask him, is it as difficult as Gina makes it seem? <laughs> and he says no.
1: Well, it's not if you stay on top of it. That's where the problems fall. If you are good and can enter your stuff every month, It is not hard. It really isn't. It's the catch-up. It's the game of Mm catch-up that I have found with running my own business. That it is just not as easy because when you've got 10 minutes, I would much rather return a phone call, do the things within daily operations rather than enter in 22 receipts that I still think that I'm going to remember what they're for. Mm -hmm. A
0: year and a half later, right? Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. We're in the same boat. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was trying to get Mr. CPA to actually take on the project of entering, and he was not having that. Put it right back on mm-hmm. me. Well, I was actually uh, wondering if I could have my intern do all that, but I thought, oh, that might cross the line.
1: That's mm. <laughs> yeah, not really a good
0: intern no. project. I think the laws have changed on what you can have an intern do.
1: Well, she wants to own her own business. She'll need to know how to That's do true. it. That's
0: true. That's true. Just te- teaching you life lessons, sister. Life <laughs> lessons. That's true. <laughs> you can give them what you can't give them anything that you wouldn't do yourself, which I will be doing all next week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you're going to be out of town at the same time. Yeah, I'm going to be trying to
1: work on some of it away and get all the work done, but then when I come back, no one will talk to me probably for a week because I will be in tax hell (laughs) getting everything entered in
0: and doing all my P&L reports and all that stuff. Well, someone said to me recently on my team that... I said, I need to take some time off. You guys are in charge. I have to do this accounting stuff. And she's like, well, it would be really much better for you to get that Mm -hmm. done instead of us having to deal with you from prison
1: (laughs) (laughs) for tax (laughs) evasion. There you go. Well, it's so funny because people give me the funniest face when I say, I still haven't done my taxes. They're like, what? I filed an extension. I mean, it's legal. It's not like we're breaking the law. I'm
0: just not doing it the way you should run your business. Do as I say, not as I do, people. Do <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there's a lot of topics um, we can cover today. A um, couple things I put out on Facebook were about hiring people. Um, do you hire for skill or do you hire for attitude? That's One thing, it became a very hot topic on LinkedIn a few days ago that I got sucked into, and it was amazing to see the diversity in response. So if anybody is out there who wants to talk about what their preference is hiring for skill or attitude, and we'll probably get a lot of this response, well, I don't, you know, when it comes to my doctor, I want him to have skills, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I actually have an interesting story to share about that. Um, so that's one topic, and another topic is talking about starting your own business. We've had some good hot conversations on our Facebook page. Um, you can join our Facebook page, The Martini Meeting. Um, you can also join us on HearWomenTalk.com. And as always, I always forget our phone number. Dustin, and, um, <laughs> he'd laugh. he's like, he's like, I give up, Gina. 914-338-338-338.
1: One one eight six, and
0: Dustin claps for you. Yes, feel you. free to
1: call in, chat in, and and yes, I see
0: that the list is there to the right of of people here. I'm just trying to
1: see who will want to chat in and
0: write in and let us know what you think. What noises was that? What? That was your applause for a member's number. <laughs> thank you. And um, speaking of sound effects, um, you may not hear us drinking right now. We don't, actually. That was a sniffle, if you will. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So a quick story on time management and efficiency. So Eileen's been bragging for weeks about her martini in a box and how efficient it is. And she doesn't have to do anything. She just goes get the martini in the box. But well, this week is my turn for martinis. And Eileen and I already had a meeting scheduled together prior to this show. And I thought, okay, I'll go get the martini in a box, meet her, and then we'll come to the show. Well, I go to the liquor store, the state store, to get martini in a box and I say, Do you have martini in a box? And he's like, Nope. I'm like, Really? Nope, we don't. I'm like, Do you know anybody who does? And like I literally got three minutes. And I'm like, Okay, so fine. I know there's leftover martinis in the refrigerator at the studio and I think <laughs> we will have the plagiarism martini. We will just copy last week's martini. Well, we arrive. And the martini is frozen, thus we're ta- thawing it out. I've actually called in a delivery service that will be delivering martinis <laughs> shortly. S- swear. So back to time management and efficiency. That was not an efficient kind of thing for me. I should have just stuck to making my own martinis. It's okay.
1: This so. one is actually starting to thaw out. So the
0: pomegranate plagiarism martini will be enjoyed. Martini shake. We'll call it the martini, sh- it's frozen. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Martini slushie. I didn't know you were giving it another name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dustin. <laughs> so, on the topic of hiring, do you hire for attitude or do you hire for skill? Any thoughts? Shannon, what do you think as our, as our
1: guest? If you had to, I mean, you see operations all the time within the Jackson companies, people being hired having to do frontline jobs as well as all the way up through upper management. What do you think?
2: Just watching from guest operations and how people interact, I think attitude is extremely important. It can Mm -hmm. kill you on the frontline if you've got Mm -hmm. someone who doesn't have the greatest personality or can be grumpy to that guest. You're totally killing what could come back to you. So definitely I think attitude is extremely important. It doesn't matter how well they can check someone in or speak to them, but if they cannot carry through with thanking them for coming and having a smile on their face it, you can kill the business immediately
1: especially mm-hmm. so when that's that guest's first perception to that, that place of business and that person's rolling their eyes or acting like they don't care, that attitude says so much about their commitment to the company so I, I'm all about hire for attitude and and that's
0: definitely something that we uh, excuse would... Excuse me one second I...
1: Delivery
0: for DeMarco. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, martini delivery man. We appreciate <laughs> the delivery. We hope that your business continues to flourish <laughs> in your martini deliveries. Hi, right, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'll tip you later. Bye-bye. We don't even need to go there. <laughs> <laughs> what a service. Yeah. Martini delivery <laughs> <laughs> service. Wow, there's there's a whole option for Ted. Who knew? <laughs> See, okay, so sometimes you have to delegate or hire someone else. <laughs> or beg. Or beg. <laughs> Make promises that you won't keep to get. He has not even left the building yet. He okay. is
1: still hearing you that you're not going to live oh. up to these promises. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> he's just the martini delivery man. At least wait till he gets to his computer and then cusses you out. Not while he's like five feet away going, what? <laughs> he could come back and take the martinis away. He
0: could. That would be bad. I mean, I hate to see him try, <laughs> but we would knock him down. No, <laughs> no, no. We can't have the martini meeting <laughs> without martinis.
1: Exactly.
0: So anyway, so back to, you, we were summing up. Um, your comments. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Martinis were important. Oh, we were just talking about attitude, how important that is. And I would say
1: attitude, especially like Shannon was saying,
0: frontline is
1: all about attitude. People aren't going to say what was your GPA in college or how long have you worked here. All they tell, all they can tell is if you care about them. And that attitude shines through in their body language, how they communicate. And for those of our listeners who own businesses, run businesses, look at who you put on the front lines. Check their attitude. If they're if they're still skin to you during the interview, they're going to be grumple still skin to your guests, your clients, your customers. Don't
0: do it. Somebody asked um, on LinkedIn. Somebody said, you know, can people can people fool you in the interview process that they're going to actually that they have a good attitude and then they get there and they don't.
1: Oh, I have I have uh, one intern that I had hired, and to this day the company still hired, still teases me about that girl. And, um, you know what, I'm going to say her name because, you know what, Kate Viviano, Penn State, there you go, hired a girl from Penn State, thought she was going to be fantastic, her attitude was wonderful, came and did an internship with us, well, that's when we found out she was hitting the clubs, doing, um, like, strip contests, yeah, way to go, Penn State, and uh, <sighs> Penn State actually would not take an intern, Wouldn't, Penn State would not give us an intern, even though it was her fault, but she told us that or she told her school that we weren't a good internship company we didn't challenge her well obviously not she found time to go out to the clubs and enter all these wet t-shirt contests and then she actually put on the internet that we put her in drug lord housing and all this stuff and again I would have never in a million years thought that that would be the hire that would not be what you thought it was going to be I raved about her this girl put on such an amazing interview and for three years we had to clean up that mess Wow. Wow. so yes The
0: answer is yes. (laughs) You can get fooled by someone's what you think is a good attitude, and so So be careful. And also, I guess, for that person in particular, don't be fooled and hire a girl who looks like a stripper.
1: Yeah, and she really (laughs) didn't, though. That was the (laughs) kicker. We honestly think that she just came from a small town, and when she got here, it was let loose, and she became a whole different person. So you never know. But that's the fun of doing what we do. You have those great stories over your career of mistakes you made and things that you wish you would have done mm-hmm. different. But if I had not hired her, I would have probably never been such a supporter of check the attitude twice, ask behavioral-based questions of mm-hmm. what you've done yeah. in the past so then I can see if an attitude truly was
0: part of her personality or is it just for show during an interview mm-hmm. that's a great point when we come back we're going to go take a break when we come back we will continue talking about hiring for attitude or for skill and we will let shannon talk um we usually let the guests talk by the second or third or fourth <laughs> segment of the show so um we'll be right back thanks for listening we'll be pouring martinis Yeah. That again was Gina singing. We're going to have to change up the songs during our breaks because she gets way too excited
1: and sings us back in I'm with just Martina about
0: McBride.
1: The, the hot martini man that
0: delivered our martinis. I heard he's taken.
1: He's hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Martina McBride bringing us in. Not live, but did you? anyone happen to watch the CMA Music Fest last night speaking of Martina McBride? Anybody? Slightly off topic, but no. I watched <laughs> just a little bit,
2: but it was <laughs> enough to also be Facebooking at the same time.
1: Yes. And see, you're really excited about it. Well, I was there. I was there when that was going on. My seat was on the floor over to the left, and it was exciting, and during the time I booked my tickets for next year. Very cool. So
0: exciting. Hmm. So again, I need to find two clients to help pay for that. So I uh, <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget that you um, hope that that doesn't pl- take place. Well, we may potentially have a job in Miami in June. And that that's something going on with Gene and I. We
1: have collaborated joined together with some uh, partnerships for corporate cl- uh, corporate training, and there's something that could be of a good business opportunity for us in Miami in June. But I don't know when in June, so I had to take a risk and mm-hmm. say, okay. I'm like, oh, okay, I see you bought your tickets. I had to do it. It was one of those choices. Mm-hmm. I had to either buy these tickets. Last year we spent $650 for these tickets, and they're $250 now, so I wasn't going to make that same mistake. So, just as a random thing, I heard Mr. Mar- Martina McBride and it made me think of last night's watching that. So, oh, good. Making choices for fun. Sure. Why? We have to because do Because we can.
0: <laughs> can. <laughs> awesome. So, That's we're back. And uh, Jessica is chatting in that she would like to know, <laughs> she likes hearing us talk about interns gone bad. God, How much time do we have? What, what, <laughs> what have we learned from this? What questions um, do you ask to um, get the best information out of a person? I know one of my top questions right now
1: is if I were to Google your name, Ooh. what would come up? Oh. and to really see have you googled your own name to see what stories are affiliated with you and if someone will be honest with me and say well you're gonna see this article my name was mentioned at least it shows that you're paying attention to your identity what is being put out there about mm-hmm. your name so I always think that's an interesting thing too because I always check people's Facebook pages before I interview I do them too. do you Shannon? Oh absolutely it's, I want to see who I'm
2: interviewing I have a I Google And then I go straight to Facebook, and if it's not just set to
1: private, I'm going through their pictures. I'm trying to check out
2: everything, see what you can find out. That's awesome. And you don't
1: feel like you're violating privacy with doing that, do you, Shannon? Because some people might say, you're on Facebook, you're not private anymore. No, absolutely not. You become
0: a public identity.
1: I've had someone say, you went on my Facebook page? Well,
0: yeah, you put it out there. And her picture was not so good. (laughs) Did she get hired? No, she did not. No, she didn't. Shannon, have you discovered any interesting dirt do, doing that that, would pre- that has prevented you from making decisions?
2: A few times. Mm-hmm. A few. <laughs> More than once. Just the things you would be surprised about that people would put on Facebook. Something that would, you know, photographs or whatever. You know, we've heard about this a thousand times, about watch what you're doing, but then to really see, like, somebody in a bar just taking pictures of themselves and then posting it or, you Mm -hmm. know, just in a bathing suit that's not exactly what you would usually see them in their 9-to-5 attire. (laughs) And and I'm not saying, like, active shots on the beach. We're talking posed out on the side of
0: a tractor or something. (laughs) I I really hate when you talk about those pictures of me. Don't
1: talk about Blakely like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She just did it once. (laughs) Ooh, But that's a good point. No matter how big the world is, or how big or small your town is that you live in, it's a very small world with the world of social media. Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely.
0: It's a great way to check people out. And did you tell those people, like, "Mm, yeah, I don't think this is going to be an opportunity for you?
2: No, I never told the people to their face, but it was certainly something that was discussed amongst the group that was either interviewing Mm. or considering this potential person. I mean...
0: Well, I, I put this question out there to both of you and anybody else listening. Uh, our number is nine one four three three eight one one eight six. I can read upside down. <laughs> would you would you consider telling somebody? I saw this about you on Facebook, and based on that, that's or is that an HR no no? Can you tell someone that? No, I I'm, think you can. If, if someone's resume
1: does not resonate with the culture or with what you're looking for, you would tell them that of why they didn't get hired. And if the reason you're not getting hired is because of what you put out there on Facebook,
0: I'm going to tell you that. It's an interesting, if, if there were any attorneys listening that that specialize in HR law, I would be curious to hear, could could this turn into you discriminated against me? Like, could there become a, this pattern of social media discrimination? Yeah, you put a picture out there like that, you
1: deserve to be discriminated <laughs> against yeah, for something I mean, like that. I, but when it comes to telling them,
2: I, you know, people in my own peer group or older, I probably wouldn't say anything to. But young children out of college, well, young adults out of college, mm-hmm. I'm more apt to say. Just to coach
0: them. Just think about what you're doing because this is what people are looking at and mm-hmm. what you're putting out into the world. Well, something similar happened with um, my significant other's niece as she was graduating. College. There were some pictures of her. um, And I think she might have been interning at the time. I don't know if she had been hired for the job, but she might have been an intern. And she was brought on, but then she was kind of ridiculed once she got there. Like, hey, these pictures of you on Facebook, ooh la la. But they told her to her face about it, and then her mother was like frantic, like, how do I get this off of Facebook? Like, I don't want people seeing this about my daughter because now it's affecting her ability to get a job. Mm-hmm. And there's companies out there that now specialize in cleaning up your identity. Pretty much needed with how much gets out there.
1: I would think so too. But I know a company that, that we've worked with, they actually have a policy that at any time you treat the company brand With any disrespect, i.e. wearing a clothing item that has their logo on it, that that's grounds for termination. So if you have a picture on Facebook, Mm -hmm. you're out at a bar, you're at a party, wearing the logoed shirt, wearing some type of uniform item, even if it's in the back hanging on a wall, the brand is associated with that behavior and those actions. They actually have it in in their employee manual that you can be terminated for any type of bad representation of the company. Hmm. That covers that,
2: absolutely. And we've what seen issues is basically the same. Not necessarily logo clothing, but you really got to think about what you say. I mean, status updates saying,
1: "My boss, he stinks." <laughs>
2: not the greatest idea mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. especially when. And sometimes that, you that work comes down people. to common
1: sense. You know, you think people would know this. God, how many bosses are now looking back on me, going, "She should have known that." Like, think of us. We've all done something pretty dumb and stupid. I know I've got a list of them <laughs> from my early left. days in in the career, you know, and you know, and I think that's always interesting to look back and go, gosh, you know, it is a different time now with with social media like Gina referred to and times have changed with what you can tell people and put out there into into cyberspace. That's oh gosh, I am so grateful this was not around when I was in college. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> the pictures could have been really bad. Yeah, that's why I can never <laughs> run for president. <laughs>
0: What else? What else about attitude and skill? I, you know, there's, there's this heated debate that I'm trying to pull up from, from LinkedIn about there's a ton of people responding to this question. And it's gotten pretty heated. Like, people have like gotten heated with me over like my opinion on I really, really look at attitude because oftentimes if they have a good attitude, you can train them for Absolutely. the skill that they need to have. And someone said, well, I don't want my surgeon to not be skilled. I don't want my, you know. Right. So does it make it okay for the surgeon to have a bad attitude? Can that bad attitude lead to a problem? For instance, my brother recently lost hearing in his ear. This a couple weeks ago. And he went to an emergency care center. And they were really backed up, and the doctor was freaking out, flipping out, like, telling my brother, like, I don't have time for this. Um, uh, this is going to be a two-hour wait. You're going to have to wait two hours. And and my brother's like, okay, um, I can't hear, so I'll, I'll wait. He's like, yeah, well, even, even after that, uh, uh, I'm probably going to have to refer you to someone else. So my brother's like, so I have to wait two hours for you to refer me could you just refer me now? Because I need the refer well no, no, you'll just you'll just have to wait. And my brother's like, Okay. And the nurse comes in and my brother's like, um tells the nurse what happens and like two minutes later the doctor comes back. Okay, fine, fine. Here. Here, take some penicillin. My brother's like, That's gonna restore my hearing? <laughs> He's like, Yeah, it should. Bye. So my brother's still in this, like, trying to get in with a doctor because it's not getting any better. He called, like, an emergency room, talked to some nurse. The nurse actually gave gave him better advice because I said to him, I'm like, well, did you you put a little baby oil in your ears to loosen the, you know, like, trying to give him all this. He's like, well, that's what one of the nurses told me to do, so that's what I'm doing until I get into a doctor. But what if that turned into a serious situation because he was having a bad day? it affected his judgment to do his skilled job. Uh, That's a tough one because you you have a business
1: like doctors. I mean, really, you need medical care, you're just going to a doctor. You're not going to competitively price point. You're not going to, you're in a situation of need. Same thing with certain government offices. You go to a certain government office, you're not competitively checking. You're going in there because they offer the service that you need. In situations like that, customer service just is not a high priority. It's getting people in, getting out, it's volume, it's numbers, it's how many people as a doctor's office can we crank in and out in one day.
0: Service isn't a priority. And that's a shame Mm -hmm. because that can lead to, that bad service could actually lead to a bigger problem in any industry. Mm -hmm. What if you gave bad service doing the things you do?
2: Well, luckily, mine's internal customers.
0: So. And they're still customers. But they're still customers. But they don't get that from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's called the Shannon Camp people. Well, take we'll, notes. Take notes. <laughs> we'll talk more about that when we come back from this break that we're about to go to. Listen to us on hearwomentalk.com or give us a call nine one four three three eight one one eight six. 914-338-1186. Chat, chat in and tell us what you're thinking or what you want to hear about. Talk to you in a few. <laughs> Welcome back to the Martini meeting and Shannon camp with the Jackson company is companies or company Com- company companies is our, um, our guest today um, And b- we've been talking about hiring for attitude or hiring for skill if you have any thoughts feel free to chat in um, Let's talk a little more about what Shannon does How long have you have you been with the Jackson company?
2: Actually, I've actually been with the Jackson Companies for 14 years. I know, I started when I was 14. Are you? That's serious? not true, but. <laughs> 14 years. Yes, this is my 14th year. Wow. Celebrate in December. Um, I, I started working with them um, right out of college. It was my I did an internship my senior year and. I didn't know that. Yeah, did an I internship know. my senior year in college. Had one semester left. As soon as I graduated, they offered me a permanent position, and I went back. And started work there. And, and left what did the, you
1: start in? What department did you do your internship and then move into a full-time position?
2: When I did an internship I started as a construction secretary and helped with their hmm. construction department at Presswick because they were still building homes at that time and then as I came back full-time my first job was the executive secretary and I worked for three executives. And did that for a while, wasn't feeling motivated, asked about it, and they said, well, do you want to go back to school? So then I ended up going back to grad school. When I finished that, I was eventually promoted into systems analyst. Wow. So,
1: yeah. And here I am friends with Shannon. I didn't know that. Learn something new all the time. And what was your degree in? I I have a business
2: degree, my focus in management.
0: You have an MBA, don't you?
2: Yes, I went to Winthrop
0: for an MBA. She does like the numbers. <laughs> 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 you know, it's interesting because you don't really hear a lot of people, especially young, I'm calling you young, that <laughs> um, stay with a company for a long I know, time. No, that's loyalty.
2: Yeah, I never thought, especially when I first started. I, I I was excited about just moving to the beach and living in Myrtle Beach, but um, it, it's like home now to me. And I never thought I would be there for that long, but uh, work for a great company, they allow me to get out and do things in the community, which is what I really love. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's great.
1: Now, would you say have there been a lot of other people at that business that are there fourteen years? I mean that's that's not too I think we have a common.
2: We're definitely a company that retains employees Mm -hmm. for long times. Especially once you get into the management and mid level. Most people are very happy. I mean, we have plenty of people that work in our front office that have actually been there twenty plus years working on the front line.
1: And and on the front line, that's so important because you have so many guests that come back year after year, Mm -hmm. and they look for those people, and if they're not working that day, they're going to say something. Absolutely. It kind of
2: brings us back to that attitude thing. Mm -hmm. It is. They get that personal relationship, and it's a family business, and that's really what we have strived on is pushing the family business and being a family campground and having people come in. And so it is that our teammates develop this relationship with these guests that keep coming back year after year and keeping updated with what's going on in their families and how their children are growing. So I think that it goes back to the teammates staying there longer mm-hmm. as well as myself because it is like a family. It's a-
0: and I, I was going to ask what what does make the company so great that employee retention is so good. And earlier we were talking about you know relationships with internal customers with your co with your teammates, and what what things does your company do that makes people want to stay?
2: Well, they've, I mean for myself, I can speak personally, they definitely reward you for things that are that you do well. Um, when you recognition. Say,
1: that's what I was going to ask, reward, you know, do you mean monetarily, recognition, both, how is this that they do that?
2: Um, I would say when the market was good. Right. Recognition came in different ways. <laughs> 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 um, and you, you know, obviously at the end of the year we were rewarded with raises and things like that but even in this this economy it's whether it's recognition and just personal notes for managers that come down the line to say to employees we have a reward system with star checks Mm -hmm. and so people can you know if somebody does a really good job you can give them a check for five dollars and they
1: automatically so it's just just knowing you're doing a good job and being recognized for that. Hmm. And I'm sure if you're the people who have the good attitudes the reinforcement just keeps that attitude shining bright for internal and external customers to see I would think absolutely and I and I've been on property there it's it's a great place and actually they were one of our clients we did training for them for a year and a half and you can feel the family atmosphere on property and I think that's hard you don't see that so many companies today they just want to start up aggressively and you hear you know from Shannon saying how it was built up in fourteen years that, that's a long time to be with a company. I would love to hear if any of our listeners have been with a company longer than 14 mm-hmm. years because, in conversation, you don't hear that anymore. No. No. You know, back in our no. parents' ages, you know, that was, you know, your grandparents had worked for the same company forever, all the way to retirement. You don't hear that very often.
0: If there is anybody out there who's been with, um, been with their company for a long time, and to me, a long time is like 10 years or more. Um, chat in or call in cuz we want to hear about it and what is so great about your company that keeps you keeps you working there. And it kind of going back to the whole attitude thing, you can see it in employees if they're happy or miserable with their job. I mean, I've been to places where you can't even get a hello. That's <laughs> like pulling teeth. That's the worst
2: when you walk in a door and nobody responds or looks up from their desk to even acknowledge you. It's as simple
1: as going through the McDonald's drive-thru. Not Mm -hmm. even a thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What happened to basic manners? Like I say, manners are like turning signals. Everyone's equipped with them, but they don't use them.
0: (sighs) I love (laughs) your little quips. (laughs) I love your quips. (laughs) That's awesome. It's amazing to me. Like sometimes I just want to like drag it out of them.
1: Like Yeah, my sarcasm will get the best of me without them. Like I said, hello, hello, hello.
0: Because I'll know that they just don't want to say hi. But I always look back at one of the things that I've been taught from one of my mentors is, um, you know, what you put out there to your employees, what you reflect, your leadership and how you treat them is going to really give you a return or -hmm. not a return.
1: Oh, I I believe that strongly, definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Oh, I see we have some questions going on here. Uh, John Sharp, one of our loyal listeners, said, Hire for attitude, train for skill. I like it. Success of a new employee is also so dependent on fit for culture, and I definitely Mm. agree with that. And he asks, Any suggestions on the use of behavioral-based interviewing questions in hiring practices? And he also wants to know how the beverages are. (laughs) (laughs) The beverages are delicious. (laughs) Thank you for your concern about our beverages. <laughs> they
0: are very tasty.
1: But I know behavioral based interviewing is something that is really key to see if there is going to be a fit in your culture. I know Shannon with you know the Jackson Companies. I'm sure there's a there's a type of person that fits in with that, and oh, you want to cool. make sure that they fit into that family. And by asking behavioral based questions such as, "Give me a time when you and a teammate had conflict. What was the conflict over, and how did?" how did that resolve, that way they're actually forced to give you a specific example of the situation, the task, the action and the results and that's called a star response And that's really important when you're trying to figure out mm-hmm. are you going to fit in with us or not sometimes it's not even how qualified they are you know sometimes there's jobs you can train people to do mm-hmm. but the fit that's a unique a unique component I think to having a team whether it's a, a volunteer team whether it's a for business for profit that fit is so important there's people I know that I've hired that they've been qualified but we just didn't get along so mm-hmm. there's you know it yeah it, it makes it difficult so I think John Sharp brings up a very good point about the fit to the culture and I think by asking the right questions you can line
0: up if that's right have have either one of you in your career path in hiring people have you ever not hired someone um because they didn't, you didn't think they would fit the culture, and somebody else you hired ha- was actually less qualified, skill-wise. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Give me, give me more on that one. Um, for instance, and I'm just going to go back to a reference of uh, when I had to make a hiring decision for an accounting manager. I had these three candidates to choose from, and one was. Uh, this this young woman who definitely had more skills than someone else, but her presence and her demeanor was so soft that I was concerned that she would never survive mm-hmm. in our culture of getting things done really fast, fast paced, demanding, demanding CEO. Like I I thought she would be eaten alive, despite the fact that. She was more qualified, right, right, as opposed to the next guy who didn't have as much experience. But I knew he'd be able to roll with the punches. There's fit.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean she might have been
1: just as qualified, but if you're going to have to hold her hand and go to every meeting with her out of fear that you've set mm-hmm. her up to fail, that takes your time away, and that's not why you don't hire people so that you work with them. You hire people so they do the job right. that they're being right. hired to do. So
0: right. I think that's important too. Does it make the job that you need to do easier right and uh, probably yes so they're going to make my job easier when I hire that right person who's going to fit into the culture but the hard part was like oh god this person's much more qualified making that final decision of am I making the right hiring decision by hiring the less qualified because I know they're going to fit in but I know that as a leader I could get them up to speed what can I do as a leader but you're 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 that type of person though you've got
1: standards you have ways you want things done so <laughs> some people call that Love you mean it? And, uh, <laughs> I say standards but uh, that's something though that I think that if you found someone who might not have the skill level you can teach them that you can teach them that you can you can accelerate their learning in other ways
0: yeah,
2: definitely. Any final thoughts on that? I agree. I think you can teach skill but you can't change you can't necessarily mm-hmm. change attitude especially not if they're the timid shy person in the mm-hmm. wild and crazy
1: environment. That's harder to change than just teaching. And I'm a big believer you you got to look out for you know what's good for that person, not just you as the oh, business yes, owner. Yeah. You got to take that person into consideration. You would never want someone to put you in a position that is just not going to be right for mm-hmm. you eventually. And then they're going to quit two weeks. You're having to find someone to mm-hmm. due over time. So put that person in place you know, where they need to be. Put them on the right seat. On the right
0: bus. On the right bus. <laughs> Thank you, Jim Collins. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to go to break. When we come back, um, I don't know about Eileen, but I want to hear more from Shannon about community service and what that means for your company when you get out and do stuff for your company. Right, from the
1: Volunteer your- of the Year. <laughs> volunteer of the Year.
0: We'll uh, be back in a couple minutes.
1: All right. Welcome back to the Martini Meeting with Shannon Camp as our guest today. And during the break, we started talking a little bit more into volunteering and community service. And and, and Shannon's just known in our area for that and just how she's put herself out there and is not only a servant leader, but she's someone who inspires other people to, to get involved. And how in the world did you start getting involved in community service? Because that's what you're known for and Volunteer of the Year award last year recipient. So... How did you start volunteering and and tell us a little bit more about that? Well, working for the Jackson Companies, it's a very strong aspect
2: that they instill and have everyone to do.
1: I wish more companies would do that.
2: Yeah, it it was huge though. When I first went to work there, um, at the time they were involved with the American Heart Association and the March of Dimes. And they were doing walks in the fall with the Heart Association and in the spring with the March of Dimes and we needed a team captain. And so I volunteered to be the team captain and get everybody on the rah rah <laughs> shocker, rah show. Shocker! <laughs> <laughs> and um, to get them involved. And so then I just started working with those two organizations mainly and helping with their walks. And I had a really good time at it. And I was meeting like all these great, amazing people. And so that's really what got me involved because when I first moved to the beach, I didn't know that many people, and I was looking to meet more people in the area and get to know them. And I was focused on making a career and realized I needed to meet people to do that in this area. And so I was like, I need to get more involved. I need to find a way to do that. And so that's exciting. I just jumped in and started volunteering with different things. I expanded it initially with just the Heart Association and started doing the Heart Ball. And then I went to March of Dimes. They have a Star Chefs auction that I began helping with. And then I got involved with Leadership Grand Strand through the Myrtle Beach Area Chamber and it kind of exploded after that point and working with the chamber. And so then I started work with the Grand Strand Miracle League, the American Cancer Society, but it's just, I mean, for me, it was extremely rewarding to meet all these great people, to also hear these amazing stories of, with the Miracle League, children who have disabilities and seeing them come out and have a great time playing baseball every Saturday morning. It's heartwarming and you definitely learn to count your own blessings after seeing these kids. And so for me, it was just, about giving back and it makes you feel good and you walk away from it knowing you've made a difference for somebody else but I met amazing people I mean that really was the core of it was meeting all these
1: great people and I'm sure we have people going oh I'm so busy though I have families I work I mean you're very busy you're involved in so many organizations how do you find the time I mean you just listed like 22 organizations (laughs) that you're involved in where do you find the time well
2: I will admit I mean I'm single for a while Well the countdown is on. Almost married. Uh, Almost married now. 30 days. (laughs) 30 days away.
1: (laughs) So sorry guys. (laughs) she's off the market.
2: (laughs) But um, I do admit at the time I was single but I think you can find ways to incorporate your children into it. I know from the March of Dimes we had so many families who come out and Mm -hmm. they brought their children and then they're instilling that in their children as well to get involved. Um, The Grand Strand Miracle League is a great place to bring your children because they need buddies to work with um, Mm -hmm. the other kids. And so your child can then meet, you know, a child with disabilities and see, one, how advantaged they are, but also lear- learn to, to be diverse in their friendships. Wow, And make fantastic. a friend, you know, with them. And so, you, as a parent, you're teaching that in your child, right. but yet at the same time, you can be in the concession stand helping, you know, the organization out. Right. So I think it's just it, back to finding a fit. It's finding a fit for yourself and what works. you got to have passion for it. you got to ca- mm-hmm. re- truly care about mm-hmm. it. But there's so many great organizations, I think all around the nation that you can find something that you care about that then you can incorporate into your life. And your children and your busy schedule, as long as it's something you really care about.
1: And you mentioned during the break that you felt that this somehow started when you were a child and and getting involved in a church. And didn't realize they would say, Are you still active within your church? And we have apparently someone who goes to church with you on our chat line, um, Amanda Holland, who says, Ask Shannon about how she serves at church. So you must have a fan who sees how you (laughs) serve so actively within your church. Uh, Well, Amanda and I do go to Wellspring Church together.
2: And um, I began there. on their initial team as a new church in the area and I then stepped up and became volunteer coordinator and so (laughs) seriously really really Really? (laughs) I I will admit I have kind of downplayed that role now just because I had too much going on I couldn't keep up with all of it I felt effectively but um, so then we serve and of course we have a greeting team we're getting ready to have a great event called Movies in the Park coming up at Grand Park on September the and so we're getting ready for that as well. And so just helping organize things like that to help
1: do things in the community through the church. I have a question for you that is a true, genuine Eileen question. How in the world do you choose what things you don't get involved with? Because you just said there's, I'm, I'm pulling myself away now on certain things. I know that's something Gina and I talk quite often about of, what things do we say no to? Because you have to say no to something so you can say yes to the right things. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you are just so busy, Shannon. How do you do it and how do you choose what to say no to?
2: I learned the same lesson because I said yes to too many things. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a really great point. Like, well, listen to her. I mean, how busy is it that she's got a full-time job planning a wedding, as active as you are not only in the community but in your church, which, which takes a, a, a lot of time and heart, So I'm just curious how you do it. Well, I did, I mean, exactly like you said. I I
2: overbooked myself, and then I felt like I wasn't effectively doing an effective job Mm -hmm. for anything. Mm -hmm. So then I realized you have to say no to some things. And so it's, you know, getting the right people in place. I've, you know, from one volunteer role, I've tried to train the right people to then step up and do all the things that I was doing so they could take it over themselves and working myself off of the board or off of what was going on. Some of them I had just done forever. And so I decided it was time to pass the hat to somebody else who probably had new and fresh ideas, and I was stuck in the same rut. And they could probably Mm. help the organization more than I could and just saying, yeah, we've done that for the last five years. Let's continue. Right, right. (laughs) So, um, So, yeah, that's kind of, as I've as I prepare to get married and have a little bit more activities than just being single girl running all around town uh, and actually spending time with my husband Ben will be happy to hear that
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) then um, I have tried to slow it down a little bit and then find those things that I truly love and am passionate about to stick with and make a difference with.
0: Good.
1: I always learn from Shannon I tell you I I am so glad you were able to stop with us because I just have so much respect for you and just the leadership that you show just everyone you meet, somehow, some way, you impact them. And I know even the first time I met you, that was who is that? I want to know who she is. How does she know everybody? <laughs> <That's> very sweet. <laughs> yeah, you, you embarrass
2: me a little with the uh, the Shannon Camp, but it's, 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 it's like the, it started we, out as we, a joke, but now it's like it really is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, no, but I, I'm I not that, that kind of
1: girl, though. I just want your listeners to know I'm very humble. I don't Shannon I like know that. This, yeah. so we like putting her up on that pedestal because <laughs> Shannon is that person who would never ever do that. Yeah, and I, but I think that's what makes it fun when you're friends with somebody and you work with somebody when you can be the person to praise them and lift them up when you see that that's the same person who does that to everybody mm-hmm. else. Well
0: thanks. So Shannon, you're an amazing person. Thank you. And uh, Jessica on the chat says, Shannon, you are awesome and an inspiration. I God, there could be Jessica. a Shannon Camp fan club after this, after this martini <laughs> meeting. Shannon Camp needs her own show. <laughs> 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 with a wedding. <laughs> no. 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 Oh,
2: d- didn't you just teach me that? Say no. Yes, no, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, funny, funny enough, um, <laughs> I didn't do this, as much as we know how I like to do this, Um, someone has sent in on the chat. You can also see Shannon and Ben on the Carolina Improv Company channel on YouTube. (laughs) That was an amazing...
1: I was not able to be there that night, but they did an amazing rendition of Shannon and Ben's life and the proposal in an improv show, and the, the, the... the team that put that together was unbelievable so if you have time listeners please check out that link on our chat now because it is well worth your time and you can get to know a little bit more about
0: our shannon camp because boy, are parts of her personality revealed through mary lou <laughs> it was a recreation of it was a three-part recreation of their life their um... their first day the w- wedding pr- the proposal and then fifty years into the future so um... Someone recreated that on and yes, stage. And Shannon was
1: still volunteering. Yes, <laughs> yes. And <laughs> Shannon was still volunteering at like age 85.
0: It's it's, um, it's pretty funny. It's very funny.
1: Fair. So um, you have to check it out. Check it out. It's uh, right there on our chat line. So please uh, just, and the hyperlink's right there. So you can just click on it. Awesome.
0: Anything else about what you can do for your community and how it helps your company? Any other thoughts? I think from the Jackson
2: Company's perspective, I mean, I'm heavily involved, but I'm not the only one. We have many people involved in our community, whether that's, um, I mean, there's many nonprofits, the Chamber, Coastal Carolina University. So I think it definitely the community service, one, of the company just giving back. But it also expands. It's good for the company because you're meeting so many fantastic people throughout the area. You know more about what's going on mm-hmm. and what's going to impact your business. So I definitely think everyone should get involved to do those things. I would think it's
0: really good for company morale, for employee morale to have, to give your employees those opportunities to do service because it also tells your employees like, hey, you know, we really care about the community. We want you to as well. Get out of the office for a day and go do something good for the community. One thing I noticed about moving to a smaller community from a large city I was amazed how, coming from a large city, I did no service whatsoever. And I I wonder, as one parting question before the show ends, is is there a difference between big city, small town as far as community service and the amount that is done? Because coming from a city like Chicago, we just didn't do a whole lot of stuff for the community. Because we were too busy what was thing. going
1: on but I think because it's so big you might not know everything going on here this is small you have no choice but to know right. I was gonna say
2: the same thing I'm sure there has to be the same kind of things going on but it's such a big town that you
1: just missed it and here it's like prominent right. news and it's what's going on and we have a great question um, Shannon what would you say to an employer that does not think you should give back maybe it's an employer who says I'm not gonna give you that Thursday off to go participate in that walk how do you handle something like that? I think that's a fantastic question because I'm sure she's not alone in that. I'm not sure how you approach the employee, but just my perspective is they're
2: they're only hurting themselves. They can. It's not great for you just to feel that personal, but you can. I mean, as long as you're acting on their behalf, which is exactly what I do. It's always I'm out there for the Jackson companies. I'm not out there for Shannon Camp, but you're out promoting their name mm-hmm. and and, and the their fact support. That they, absolutely, and. No matter what, they have to be depending on the community. If they're providing a service, the community's right. coming in for the service. If they're providing retail, the community is coming in for retail. So I think it's very important that you have to get back to that community.
1: And if you uh, have that, you can just uh, contact Shannon Camp and she'll just go into that office with you and she'll tell them why it's so good to get involved in your community and volunteer. And
0: I guess if you work for a company that is not a believer in service, then there's no fit. Then there's no there's fit it for you. That it goes back to cultural fit. Maybe you're working for the wrong company. That. Their mission and, and their objectives doesn't meet your... Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't line up. Um, I can't believe an hour has gone by. We say this every week. <laughs> um, and we're going to wrap up the show. Coming back um, next week, Eileen is not here. Um, I will be at the LGS retreat. So which is Leadership Grand
1: Strand in Myrtle Beach. So I will not be able to be here.
0: So um, I will be co-hosting the show with Rada Herring. She's our...
1: Yay, Rada! Our
0: substitute... Um, co-host who works in the real estate industry, so um, she's also a woman who started her own business, so that should be an interesting show. Um, Thank you, Shannon Camp. Thank you for having me. For being here. The Shannon Camp, soon to not be (laughs) Camp. Um, And next week we'll talk about um, starting your own business and things you should do to start your own business.
2: Awesome.
0: So join us on Facebook. Hallie, thank you for your great comments on Facebook. We're going to get back to them next week to talk about what to do to start your own business. Um, Have a great week, as always. The martinis were awesome, and thank you to that very good-looking man who delivered (laughs) martinis to us. We truly appreciate all that you do. And, again, we're still looking for martini sponsors. Still looking for martini sponsors. Looking for martini sponsors. Anybody can sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's our show, The Martini Meeting on Zeus Radio for hearwomentalk.com.